everybody, and welcome to Yahweh Reddit. My name is Laura. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. And my name is Maggie, and I am the other host of this podcast. And we are two best friends who are reading young adult novels in our late 20s. That's it. That's the idea for the podcast. Uh, This is our seventh season. We're currently reading the Maze Runner series, and we are on the final book in the actual trilogy Uh, before we start venturing into their uh, prequels that James Dashner, the author, wrote. This is the Kill Order episode. Oh, sorry, sorry, the Death Cure episode. I always mix those two fucking names up. The Kill Order is the first prequel. This is the Death Cure. Um, Okay, I will argue Kill Order would make way more sense for this book title than Death Cure. Yeah, I agree. At some point, the the, names just kind of seem like two buzzwords strung together which yeah. are the last episode but even like fever code which i think is the fifth one yeah that sounds a lot like death cure but this yeah is yeah exactly it's like okay maze runner made sense scorch trials made sense death cure i read the whole book doesn't really make sense there's no cure for the death and only like a, a few people die you know <laughs> And I guess in 2023, James Dasher is back at it again because he just came out with Maze Cutter, which is a prequel to... No, I think it's a sequel to The Maze Runner. And I don't really get what I don't, it is. I don't need it. Well, and I'm also thinking, like, I can't stop thinking about uh, in Uglies when there's cutters. So, like, in my yeah. head, it's like the Maze Runner crossover with Shay's cutters from the Uglies trilogy. I was kind of thinking this is going to be a very interesting year for that 2010s lit yeah the new hunger games movie coming out this maze cutter thing i just mentioned and then also the uglies on netflix which i think is supposed to be coming out but i i don't it seems like it's been in production forever yeah that's the thing netflix also i feel like drops the ball on everything so i'm like is this ever actually going to come out i don't know i guess we'll see i don't know but you want to know what is going to come out our podcast um because you're listening to it right now so we recorded it and it came out (laughs) and what it's going to be coming out about is as we said the third book where if we remember how the scorch trials kind of ended it is thomas waking up in this white padded cell he's not around any of his friends his friends have been convinced that he has the flair really bad So he's going to wake up in this padded cell all alone to kick off the third book. And, uh, and he's going to stay there, uh, for a little bit. He's going to stay there for 26 days to be exact. Um, they're feeding him, which is really nice. They're actually like feeding him like good things like meat, potatoes, all of that jazz. Uh, but he also notes that he smells really, really bad, which like fair. Um, but, um, (laughs) he really got short and that's what he's most mad about right now. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does say, and I quote that he's developing a thirst for revenge. So that's something. Yeah. Hey, I would maybe be developing a thirst for water if I was I feel like they're giving him water, you know? I guess so. I just feel like if you were in a padded cell, my anxiety would just dry up my mouth constantly. So I'd have to be drinking so much water. So anyways, (laughs) that's just me, not Thomas. After these 26 days in his cell, uh, the door opens and in Mosey's in Ratman, which if we remember from the second book, was the guy in the white suit who told the Gladers that the Scorch Trials were going to be really hard. So he's kind of like higher up in Wicked. Yeah, and it, the moment we've all been waiting for, just kidding, nobody asked for it. We're going to name Ratman now a whole book later. <laughs> His real name is Jansen. Did you put Jansen in your notes or do you? No, I, I kind of alternated between Ratman and Jansen because I was like, uh, should I like kind of be doing the canon thing? And then I was like, well, this is weird because both Ratman and Jansen are technically canon. Yeah. Um, so I, I interchanged a little bit. Um, but Ratman's here with some some news. Yes, he sits down. He says, Tyra Mail. <laughs> he says, you got mail. It is loose, loose time. He sits down and says, the reason they're doing this, which is Thomas, you know, set this up himself when the creators were purged. Um, right. He got brought in new creators. And the whole reason they're doing this is to analyze their brain patterns to create a blueprint for the cure. Yeah, and the and the and we learned that the kill zone is a is a buzzword for their brain. 
Um, and yeah, we get a lot of backstory here and we learn that Thomas has the flare, but he's immune. A lot of the Gladers and members from group B are immune. However, to have a control variable in there, they threw some just rando normies in there that are not immune to the flare, but also have gotten the flare because they put them in the scorch. So yes, they are there, um, to be like controls in the experiment and yes. also be put through because the trials. That's how science works. Yeah. Everything they're doing is to simulate that random named part of your brain called the kill zone. And that's where the flare takes hold the most. That's that infected part of their brain produces more violent behavior. Um, And Thomas is about to get violent if he doesn't get a goddamn shower. But Ratman is like, let's let's get you all showered up. Come on, my little stinky boy. Yeah, okay, but here's the thing. For how, like, much, like, they do some backstory for, like, uh, this entire thing is for us to find the cure, it just doesn't make sense that, like, they're, like, not looking for, like, a vaccine, and they also think that, like, a cure will be figured out by studying brain patterns, like, versus, like, an actual, like, shot that they would give people. Because, like, this entire time they're explaining, like, oh, we need to test how you respond to these things, these variables that we're giving you, and that's going to help us find the cure. But it's like, but how? <laughs> I know. Like, so far, your medicine is so is so advanced, which we can tell. Yeah. The only thing you have to, quote, slow down the cure is, like, this drink that makes people drunk. So you're either yeah, it's just drunk drugs. and you can't function. Or you just completely succumb to like, how how would you not know? Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like in an effort to like explain things, we're just being like given way more questions uh, when you actually like think about it. Because like you could read it and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. They're trying to do a blueprint with the kill zone. But then you like think about it and you're like, wait, 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 wait a minute. No. None of this makes sense. Why are we using teenagers? Why did we have to go through a fucking desert? What does that solve? I feel like the response the government had to this was so zero to a hundred, where it's like there's no steps in between. We can't pour our resources into maybe um taking populations and, and making it more safe for them by instead we just have to immediately put all of our resources into finding yeah. it may or may not happen but that would like that would be like when people like started getting covid they're like let's see how long it takes them to solve a sudoku puzzle and that way we can find a cure like that's not no <laughs> yeah i don't i do not know but whatever i digress so Ratman is taking him after his um aforementioned shower to see his pals and now so he's all squeaky clean he's all squeaky clean he goes to the auditorium looking his best because he is <laughs> sunday's <laughs> best <laughs> he doesn't see brandon jorge but mino's there he greets him very warmly you know because mino's the best yeah and uh yeah groupie's there he he talks to Teresa, and he's still mad at Teresa for getting brainwashed by wicked to hurting him in the last book which i think is wildly unfair um but whatever um but we do learn from the rat man that uh surprise since they're reaching like the final stages of their testing they're gonna remove the swipe from everybody um optional it's optional it's emphasized and they're yeah. going to remove the swipe, uh, which deleted all their memories and give them their memories back. Because they're like, oh, Wicked's so nice. Look at what we're doing. But uh, Thomas, Mino, and Newt are not having it. They're like, we don't fucking want our memories back. Which also made me question, like, wouldn't you want to know? Like, wouldn't you want to know? <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of them don't really care to have their memories back. But I feel like I would. Right? Like. Like, wouldn't it be, like, nice to know, like, oh, maybe if I get my memories back, I will, one, uh, think differently about this whole situation and be like, okay, yeah, I get why I I, I did this. Or two, like, oh, I'm going to learn, like, these people are actually really fucking bad. And now I'm going to know how to fucking destroy them because I also know this entire building in my past life. Yeah. So they're truly pissed at Ratman about giving back some more memories of their parents or friends or loved ones that we have. Which he finds pretty inconvenient. He's not really getting why everyone's mad at him. And Teresa's not helping the situation. She's once again dropping Wicked is good. Ratman is like, you guys need your memories back for this next thing. 
But if you don't want to remember your family, your local super skate, whatever it is, <laughs> that's fine. Your high score on Tony Hawk's pro skater. If you want to forget all that. <laughs> yeah. You forget all of the, all of the bad things. Like we released this like man-made flair into hey that i get but like there's some good things like how many books we used to read maybe i don't know yeah maybe you were also like a really good baseball player we'll never know so new mino and thomas are deciding they're gonna stand up to rat man most of the group does in fact want their memories back makes sense so they start walking to the basement procedure room where the surgery is going to be taking place on these beds with these head contraption things that got tubes coming out of them. And they're, you know, they're like, it's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to yeah. hurt. They're like, okay, you're going to, you're going to be fine, but it's going to hurt a little bit. But there are basically assigned a bunch of these uh, leaders and group years to their own official swipe room, uh, reversal, swipe reversal room. And they get to the final last room and Brenda's there, which we were not expecting. Um, And we just get a little truth bomb that Brenda was not a crank. Uh, She was pretending that whole time. She actually works for Wicked and she doesn't have the flair uh, or she's like also immune. Um, But she does give Thomas a hug and be like, hey, I'll explain later. Don't trust them, though. Yeah. Um, And uh, she, she again just confirms like, I'm not a crank, but like, I really do like, like you. Ratman throughout this whole thing does a insane move which is i'm gonna say who and is and isn't immune to oh them. my god yeah we learn newt isn't immune which really sucks um for him yeah we hate that that means that he is going to succumb to the flare and uh they are still newt and mino and thomas now are the only ones who are like we don't want our memories back and i mean thomas like laura said is fucking torn like who do you believe brenda who's saying only trust me and the chancellor or Teresa, who keeps insisting wicked is good yeah but like also maybe Teresa's just brainwashed she doesn't know any better we don't know but the guards because they're like okay since you're not getting your swipe taken out uh we're gonna lock you in a fucking room and thomas newton mino are like panicking they're like why didn't we try to escape sooner let's make sure we vow to try to escape now um i also think because here thomas also has like another little dream memory about like his mom giving him away and it's like i also feel like it's easy for thomas to be like guys i don't think we should get our memories back because he technically does have some of his memories they're just like coming back to him so like he's not fully in the dark so it also feels super biased for him to tell like him like Newt, you know, we don't need to do this. I've got the memories I need. Yeah, sometimes it seems like Thomas has the best of both worlds. He has this dream about his mom, and it's, I mean, relatively a nice memory. He's just, like, biking yeah. in the neighborhood. His dad did go crazy from the flare, which sucks. But then the memory turns into Wicked taking him, and it also says less than 1% of the population were immune and so the reason they took Thomas and these other kids under 20 years old uh, was because they are immune. And also Thomas is the smartest of them. Yeah. What are little, what a little golden boy. Um, yes, but the next baby. morning, <laughs> the next morning, Jansen comes in and he said, Hey, I know we gave you guys the option. Just kidding. You guys have to get your memories back. Um, so come with me. Um, the boys try to escape, but they are extremely outnumbered. So this was a stupid idea on their part. Um, and they get to their little swipe room. And that's when Brenda, who's in the swipe room, uh, comes to their rescue and helps them steal a launcher from the guard so they can start trying to escape. Um, and she also, this is where she says that her and Jorge are immune. Um, and now they're taking this launcher and trying to make their way to a Berg so they can get the F out of Wicked HQ. Yeah, it was pretty impressive how Brenda maneuvered this. She was holding this thing to sedate Thomas because he was going to be the first one to get his memories back. And then he tends to trip and like jabs the shot into one of the guard's arms. Yeah. For her. So they get these little electricity grenade launchers to tase people for a little bit. They knock out some guards. And then they go to Ratman's office with Newt and Mino, and they knock out Ratman too. So things are turning up 
pretty good for them. Yeah, yeah. During this, like, this is, like, a long action sequence of them just, like, going through these rooms of Wicked. They yeah. do learn from one of Mino's hostages that there's 50 other guards on duty, which also seems very small. Um, And this other guard won't tell them, but it says, like, they, they're like, yeah, they're not coming, though, because something else is occupying them right now. So we're like, what's going on? Um, definitely happening because the alarms are going off and the lights are going crazy. Yeah. And also Mino's hostages uses that as a, as a re- reason to escape. Um, but they get to this weapon depot, which I picture is just like a stock room of weapons. Uh, that's that's kind of how I pictured it. Seems right. Um, yeah. And they notice a bunch of weapons are missing now. And Brenda's like, well, that's not good. A bunch of cranks could have broken in. And it's like, they're like, does that happen? And she was like, yeah, it can. <laughs> I know. And then she's like, that's kind of why we have the grenade launchers. It's like, Wicked really doesn't want to kill people. You don't understand. We just want to sedate them. And it's like, I don't. Maybe you should just kill the zombie cranks. Like, is that so bad? Yeah, exactly. You might never find this cure. You know, just take them out before they take you out, personally. Survival of the fucking fittest, bitch. So Brenda and Thomas and Mino and Newt, they kind of make a little bit of separate plans where they're like, Newt and Mino, you guys got to find our friends. Brenda and me, we're going to maybe split to go try to find Jorge to fly the plane because they don't know where Jorge is. Mm. And on the way to the weapon place, the door is open and they don't, they, once again, they don't know what they need the weapons for. Yeah. It feels like they're already kind of being set up for a trial because Thomas can't trust anyone. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I would have trust issues too at this point. Um, Newt ends up getting into a fight with Mino, which is where we start getting like the first inkling of like, okay, he's uh, he's losing it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and Thomas and Newt end up like talking and Newt's like, yo, I'm aware I'm like losing it a little bit. And Brenda, little miss know-it-all, is just like, oh, yeah, Newt's probably deteriorating faster than everybody because he's so overstimulated because we've put him through so much as a part of Wicked. Um, So that's not good. Um, And Newt, he's being not his normal self. He he ends up slinking off for a little bit, and then he comes back and hands Thomas a note. And he's like, open this. Like, you'll know when the right time is. Just don't open it right now, but you have to trust me. So, Noon and Mino don't find their friends or Ratman or really anyone. No one is running into anyone when they stumble upon kind of like this mysterious room that's really dark. So they light it up with the grenade thing and there's some security guards that are tied to the floor and they're like, okay, let's move away from this one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they just like see this moment. They're like, okay, this was- They're like, okay, moment. moving on. <laughs> You guys stay here. They go to the helicopter place, and one of the helicopters is missing. They find a knocked out um, Jorge, and they're like, Jorge, my man, what is up? And he's like, oh, by the way, uh, Teresa and the other group that got their memories back, they came through here a little bit ago. They stole a Berg, um, and they're gone, so that's that's cool. They also, I mean, in a moment of overkill, shot like eight of those taser grenade things at Jorge, which why i feel like one would have done the job <laughs> honestly if i got my memories taken away had to watch a bunch of my friends die i might just do a bunch of just extra shots to be safe i i i feel like i would be at that moment too right. okay we're giving but okay but here's, here's the part of this scene that pisses me off because thomas is now pissed off that Teresa and this group didn't come back for them but it's like y'all didn't go back for Teresa and the other group either like I mean, I guess they did, like, a half-hearted search of the place, and then they but, were like, like, couldn't Teresa have done that, too? And be like, I don't know where they are. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's weird. So, Thomas is, like, upset about this. He's also trying to get Brenda to explain why she exactly doesn't trust Wicked, but she won't elaborate. Brenda does a lot of sus behavior throughout this. Yeah. Movie. So... Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't take this as a red flag. He's like, hmm, okay, well, let's He's all like, I like how mysterious she is. <laughs> I like how serious, how withholding of information about my own life. Oh, she's really making me work for it. I love it. I love since I already have trust issues that she's giving me more. I know. Like, Teresa was pretty straight up with you. Brenda yeah. really sus things and, like, know her way a little too well around the way. Yeah. So they're getting on this helicopter when 20 guards come and start firing bullets 
and grenades, but mostly bullets. At yeah, them. but not like the bullets that'll kill you, like the bullets that will just stun you to the ground uh, from the launchers. So we need to know that nobody can technically die during this battle sequence, which is yeah. honestly like it just it makes the stakes like a little bit lower because it's just like oh what the I, I'll just get a, a you know arrested again. Okay, yeah. So they take position and fire back at the guards as Brenda, Jorge, and Thomas run to the helicopter to get it started while Mino and Newt hold them off. Brenda gets hit while running and Newt and Mino abandon the plan. They're like, whatever. Mm. But she's got to let the electricity in her body die down a bit before. So she's just kind of laying on the ground. Yeah, I pictured her seizing. (laughs) They're trying to drag her to the helicopter. Jorge's using his fire gun to shoot fire because there's grenade guns and then there's fire guns yeah there's the grenade guns that um just kind of make you a little sizzler um and but you don't die and then there's the fire guns which i also imply that you don't die from yeah and then sometimes if you're trying to pull a prank in wicked they got the water guns and then they got the classic nerf guns and they also have t-shirt guns and confetti guns as well I love the idea of you roll up to battle and it's just a t-shirt gun. You're like, oh, oh, guys. (laughs) And they're like, oh, was the confetti gun in the weapon depot and not the decorations depot? Dang it. George, did you do that? Did you put the confetti guns in the wrong place? Man, if there was one that just sprayed that, um, like, goo stuff that you can get. Oh, like silly string? Oh, that would be so much fun. The silly string gun. Imagining somebody just silly streaming these guards that they're trying to escape from. That's so funny. Oh my god, he's the class clown. He, that's he is. His, his elect. So Brenda gets hit, as we know. They're trying to drag her on. Thomas also gets hit with an electricity grenade before getting on, which is not good news no. for him. Um, but they all make it out of the berg and they are sailing away. Um, Thomas does um, uh, pass out immediately. And when he wakes up, Brenda's like, hey, here's some, here's some more backstory and facts for you. Because I know you're probably fine after getting electrocuted. Yeah, Thomas um, up after being passed out for 10 hours, which that's just like 10 milligrams of melatonin for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, I know how much my partner doesn't like it when I spring information on them the moment they wake up. Uh, And that's when they haven't been uh, stunned with electricity. So I can only imagine that Thomas is like, I'm not in the mood for this right now. Oh my god, I know. He hasn't even had his morning coffee yet. No, I don't even know if they have coffee. But uh, Teresa's like, okay, hey, just so you know, uh, there's a bunch of safe cities and we're going to tell you about them now. And Teresa and her group, they went to Denver, which is a safe city. Um, and also, by the way, Jorge and I met in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, Brenda's also like, we can probably find jobs since we are immune. And yeah. guys, get this. Oh, I don't know if Laura already said this, but the city they're fleeing to is Denver. Yeah, they're going to go to Denver, which is um, the Mile High City. The Mile High City. I've heard a lot of curses about Denver. There's this one working theory about Denver that whenever couples move to Denver, they break up. And I saw a TikTok about it and a ton of like thousands of comments of people also breaking up. So I don't know what it is about the city, but apparently it's like very insidious for you just start hating everyone. And maybe it's the lack of oxygen. Maybe let's Mm. pump some oxygen to Denver. That is our plan for the future. Yeah. And make sure if you've moved to Denver and broken up with your loved one, let us know. We'd love to. We'd just love to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, we can start a support line for you guys if you want. gmail.com. Yes. So Thomas is like, whoa, why do they hate immunities? And she's like, I mean, come on. That's a pretty, that's an obvious answer. Um, immunities also usually work on government or security jobs. This is another little tidbit that she yeah. Made. Um, she does also bring up that there's a guy that can help uh, get the the control out of their brains. Uh, conveniently, she knows a single person in Denver who can help them. Um, and then she also gives Thomas a big old kiss. Um, seems Brenda's like laying it on thick right now, I'll say. That seems like a good connection to have on LinkedIn. So uh, true. Um, so uh, Brenda is going to take him to this guy. That's going to be their first task when they after they unanimously decide to go to denver they get there they park 
their unmarked helicopter, which I'm sorry, I don't know why. Well, okay, it does make sense the government would have unmarked helicopters, but like, well, it's, it's, Maggie, you know, it's not like an actual helicopter. It's like a really big ship. I don't know. I I don't know how to describe the birds. As I always picture them like kind of like blimps. Okay, that's good. I could be wrong. I don't know. We have. I'm so sorry, Maggie. I didn't mean to deter your imagination. <laughs> No, I just wrote down a helicopter because I thought it would be easier for people listening to under like visualize it. Anyway, <gasps> but it's like a really big ship. <laughs> yeah, it's a really big ship. It kind of seems more like the ship on Star Wars that's like cylinder, um, and then it lands places. But anyways, they land this ship. Newt decides he's gonna stay on the ship until they figure out what to do with him because, as we know, he does have the flair, and it's not good. Yeah, and he is losing his will to live. Um, but Jorge has fake documents for them. So they, they go in, they get tested, uh, they pass their little, you know, uh, you're, you're fine exam. And then they, uh, end up like letting them into like the mall, which is the welcome area for Denver, which I think is hilarious. Um, and this is weird. Cause like not even a paragraph into the small situation, because here I am being like, what the fuck? Why are we introducing the concept of models existing now yeah. after we were just in a fucking desert in a fucking maze? Now we're at a fucking mall. Okay. Um, but this man in a fucking suit comes up, knows exactly who they are and says, I have a note for you guys. Um, and it's from Galley. So like a lot is going down. I think that's pretty common behavior in a mall. I mean, you know, when people in their little kiosks would approach you and be like, do you want this hair straightener for $200? Makes sense. Someone would come with a letter from Gabby. I think this is a stretch, but okay, I'll go with it. <laughs> so they get this letter from Galley. Brenda tells the group that they used Galley to kill Chuck because they thought the pattern would be valuable. So Thomas is like, okay, I'll try to ease up on Galley, but not Teresa. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know, because Thomas uh, hates women, apparently. Um, and they uh, take a cab to go to this address that Galley's instructed them. Um, and then they find him there. It's a, it's a pretty easy for them to find Galley. I thought it was going to be kind of a whole cat and mouse thing of like, well, where could he be? He's on the run. He's not. He's just hiding. Um, they find him and Galley lets him in. And he's like, hey, y'all, the world is about to end. And um, I'm a part of an organization called The Right Arm. They are uh, fighting wicked. Uh, and if you guys help us, we can we can all win in the end. Also, okay, I don't know if Thomas feels bad for Galley because Galley feels guilty for killing Chuck and then like went crazy after. But Galley does drop something which I think is very insane in this moment, which is that he only let Wicked control him because he thought he was going to kill Thomas. And then Thomas, I guess, is just like, whoa, 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 you guys. Uh, we need to be on Galley's side now. Yeah, yeah. It feels like Thomas is like a little too trusting of this person, especially after the fact that Teresa's apologized multiple times and he's still like, but you gave me a concussion because Wicked made you abduct me. It really is so hating women. But Galley also says that the flare is in the city and they're hiding it because, you guessed it, government bigwigs keep getting it um, and they're taking the bliss. But the virus keeps spreading. So not not unfamiliar to society. Yeah. yeah. And protect the government bigwigs. Yeah. And the other big issue is that uh, not only are a bunch of people just infected and lying about it. But second issue is that immunes are just getting abducted and nobody knows where they're going and nobody's talking about it either. So two big uh-ohs on, on the prowl right now. They're hypothesizing that maybe they're being sold to Wicked to continue the trials. Um, and also Wicked kind of assumed that Thomas was going to come to Denver. And so now there's a huge bounty for Hans. They like want him dead. So yeah. It's it's iffy on whether Hans can help Thomas restore his memories by taking that thing out of his brain. Uh, but they're gonna go try. <laughs> they're gonna go try. Galley's like, I'll be here for a week. Let's let's link up. Let's link. Let's connect. Let's link. Let's get coffee. Um. So they go and they find Hans, and Hans starts his prep because weirdly he has all of the tools he needs to you know 
uh, remove this chip from his brain. Um, but Wicked has started to uh, get near enough to control Thomas again. So we have a little action sequence here of Thomas being possessed by Wicked and trying to stab everybody. And then they end up sedating him. Um, and he has a dream about the purge, which is where they, they killed a bunch of people um, after the outbreak. Uh, but then he wakes up and Mino and him don't have any chips anymore. Uh, and Hans is leaving. Hans is like, I was happy to be here, but now they're out after me. So me and my wife, we're going to zippity doodah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, it was a weird, it, it felt like a, like almost like a, oh, I have to like uh, come up with a quick way to yeah. get rid of this chip. So we introduced a character and also got rid of him immediately. <laughs> they get coffee as you do after any major surgery. <laughs> And Brenda asks Mino and Hori to step outside for a second so she can talk to Thomas. Ooh la la. And she's like, listen, the scorch did change me, but there are things you should know about me. And he's like, stop right there. And she's like, please. And he's like, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Brenda trauma dumps. Give to Yeah, and also, but here's the thing that like it's like Thomas has just agreed that he needs to fight Wicked, which is this huge organization. And Thomas has gone. No person who used to work for Wicked. I don't want to learn anything about the past at any point in time from now on. Which is like, she has all of the information you need. Why wouldn't you listen to her right now? I know. Thomas tries really hard not to help his chances as, like, the chosen one. It seems like often it's like people are like, okay, Thomas, no, we really need your help. And he's like, no, 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 no. Everything I learn is against my name, like against. Yeah, no, Thomas is like, no, no, no. Let me get myself into another pickle so everybody can just have to change their entire circumstances uh, to live with my consequences. Uh, And that's exactly what he does here next. There's a guy shooting up Bliss in the corner of this coffee shop and the red shirt guy comes in and he's the police. And so he tests him for the flare. And instead of like running out with the mob as they're like oh my god this guy's got the flare who's shooting up bliss and brenda's like come with me come with me thomas just stands there and watches doesn't like, help this situation at all no that's like the the logic of like you know when you see like a car accident and you're on the road and then you start driving slowly so you can go watch the car accident and it's like nope you're supposed to get out of the way right now and he is not getting out of the way um and, and this doesn't work for him because the one rule that they were told when they landed is do not tell anybody you are immune. And Thomas immediately goes, it's okay, police. I'm immune. So I'm allowed to watch you, watch you arrest this man who's lying about being infected. Listen, Thomas, what do we always say? Don't trust the police because no. he's like, huh, you're immune. Well, I got four guards here that are going to seal up this guy in some weird body bag and in the meantime since you're immune and there's a huge bounty for immune people right now why don't you just come with me and i got a gun yeah yeah so he gets basically like um uh kidnapped in broad daylight um because nobody's gonna fight the cops um and and now he's gonna make this little tester uh some pretty pretty coin because he's immune um and mino jorge and brenda uh see that and they they're like hey we can't help you we're gonna run so they they do that good for them good for them um yeah because thomas is like wait 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 no 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 my friend's out there like thomas is doing every move wrong yeah i force him to this car like three blocks away he's like get in the car and put on the handcuffs that are in the middle console which honestly, if we know Thomas, he he's gonna fuck this up again somehow. But luckily, the Rat Man ends up saving him. He flies down on like a I pictured it like a floating iPad, even though I know it's not because he's video calling in essentially. And they end up shooting this police guard tester person, and he's like, "Thomas, I believe you'll enjoy that I've killed this person pursuing you, um, and I hope you'll consider." Um, taking the responsibility of being our final candidate for our final test. And Thomas is like, I don't know why you think that I would go with you. And Ratman is like, I appreciate you bringing it up. I want you to know your friend Newt, he is spiraling very badly. Yeah, yeah. And so Thomas is like, oh, that's not good. Uh, we need to go check on Newt. He ends up finding his friends immediately after the Ratman leaves. And they're like, oh, that was close. 
Yeah, and they are all on his side pretty fast. Jorge's like, we should leave now because the city has been very weird. They walk to their motel, um, and they think that someone is following them the whole time. But nah, they're fine. They get there. They go to bed. Yeah, um, but they do go back to the ship because they're like, we got to check on Newt. He's gone. That's not good. Uh, he is leaves a note, which was nice, but he's like, hey, y'all, thanks for being my friend, but I'm going to go be a crank now. <laughs> um, and um, what's laughable here is both all Jorge, Brenda, and Thomas are they're like, oh, that sucks that he's just going to go be a crank now. And Nino has to stand up being like, y'all. No, we're gonna go try to get our friend back. Like we've all we've been through too much. I'm not just gonna let you guys just like let him like go die with the cranks. So they're like, okay, fine, you know, I'll go to get Newt from the Crank Palace, which yep. is where it's called, where they go collect all the cranks. They they go to a quote unquote slum where they put the cranks um until they're past the gone for the time being. And much like many dystopian books that we have covered, I don't know if it's just like when you start writing them inherently, it's going to become political, but this is the crank palace is just like a city that they put a lot of people who had little hope and little resources devoted to them and crime has risen because of it. Yeah. You know, they get there in 20 minutes. They get there pretty fast. Yeah. Guards, a crank was out there on accident. They're like, we got to get them. They also call them cranks, which is a very deflammatory name. I don't know. You know, it's like... It's- I don't know if anybody ever says the term crank is problematic in this book. Because even the cranks say they're cranks. I don't know if it's, like, problematic, but it, but it is, like, an othering term. Yeah. And just in general, I don't think you can write, like, a dystopian book without shying away from it mirroring True. society. True. So they tell the guards, they're like, we will give you $1,000 if you bring us to newt and they find newt pretty fast yeah he's in a bowling alley which i was like not expecting uh there to be bowling alleys in little crank slumville um but uh they approach him and he's like y'all get lost i'm a crank now um and it it, it doesn't go well they they really don't get newt to come with him uh because newt's kind of like hey guys like there's no cure for this I'm I, I'm just going to kind of hold you all back. Like, I don't want to be around you anymore. So it's very sad, but they're kind of like, a, OK, I guess we'll leave. And as they're leaving, they end up getting chased by cranks um, all the way back to their ship. Yeah, they get chased by cranks. Um, Newt. Yeah, Newt is losing it. Newt is yeah. uh, lost cause. Um, so they're running through the system, the city. The two guards have been apprehended of their um their little launchers too so luckily they get to the ship pretty fast but it is a sad moment because when they're in the helicopter they're flying away from their friend that they essentially just abandoned despite yeah and thomas is like you know what this is probably a good time to read that note that newt left for me and all the note is uh is, is more of instructions telling thomas to kill newt before he can uh, fully go like start losing it so thomas is like oh shoot i fucked up i should have killed him i was right there and i didn't so yeah Ooh. thomas was also like i cannot figure out why newt was so mad to see me and also me asking him to come with us and now he knows you know yeah uh when they land there's a few guys in red shirts there to apprehend them with guns and they throw them into a van to take them to a second location which is never good yeah, and so they get put in a room with other immunes. Um, so this isn't good. And we find out that there's a state of emergency in the city of Denver, Denver because there's too many people with this illness now. Um, but Aris is there, and so is Teresa. Uh, and then we learn that Frypan and other gladers and group beaters, uh, they were uh, taken to Wicked to essentially restart the trial. So things are things are going poorly worldwide right now. <laughs> no, Teresa is trying to get Thomas to talk to her. They sit across from each other and she's like, uh, we didn't leave you guys behind at Wicked. You left us. The complex was talking about how new Mino and Thomas broke out. So they went yeah. to them, but they couldn't find them. And she also says she doesn't know he was the final candidate. So I 
got confused here because if what she's saying was right that they came back why did jorge say that teresa hit him and then escaped like something is so not adding up what i think happened is i think wicked told their group that uh thomas nino and newt escaped already when they were actually just like locked in that room by themselves so that way they were like well we're gonna break out so they weren't even really looking for him because they were like under the impression that they had already escaped so i think that both things are technically true and i just think that Teresa's group was fed wrong information at least that's how i read it okay i never knew if it got resolved but that would make more sense yeah implied so thomas goes back to his friends and when the door opens food comes which we love yeah. Meanwhile, though, ignores the food, which respect, you got to respect the sex god. And he attacks the guy who is trying to feed them food. And then everyone's like scrambling for guns from the guards. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they outnumber the guards and they're fighting them. Um, Mino ends up shooting one in the foot because uh, the guard doesn't know why that they're all um, gathering immunes. Because that's all they want. They're like, why are, why are we rounding us up? And the guard doesn't know. They were instructed to. So Mino, uh, our badass sex god, he shoots this guy in the foot. And Thomas is immediately like, whoa, buddy, that was extreme. And Mino's like, I don't care. Like, I, know, <laughs> which I think it's hilarious. It's like at this part, the guards seemingly have given them as much information as they can, which is just yeah. like, you work for the right arm. And I'd be like, okay. But the one guy does slip. There's like, there's one guy in charge. You do not want to go to him. Like you are much safer here because the path to getting to the guy in charge is littered with pranks. But Mino insists. He's like, no, 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 we will be fine. You bring us there. And even more salt into the wound. Thomas is like, I think only Brenda and I should go. Yeah, Mino like really orchestrated this entire overthrowing of the guards. And Thomas goes, no, Mino, you stay. I'm going to bring this girl I have a crush on with me. I know. Somehow Mino agrees to stay behind and make sure their plans don't die. He's like, whatever. So Brenda and Thomas, they are going with this guy named Lawrence and they're taking the van when suddenly someone jumps on top of the van. And it's a crank. Her this is the fucking weirdest action sequence ever. Like, it was, they put, like, essentially, like, an action car chase in here. And that's exactly what this turns into. Uh, yeah. So, like, Maggie was saying, there's a crank that's, like, on top of the car. And they have to, like, swerve it out of the way. And they're like, that was a close one. Um, but then they're, like, speeding through the city. And then they get to a point where they have to drive with the lights off. And there's no street lights. But Lawrence just, like, knows the way. Uh, but then things start feeling weird. So when they turn the lights back on, they find that there's like a barrier of 30 cranks just like blocking the road. And then the cranks just slowly like move out of the way to let them through. And they're like, oh, that's actually really nice of the cranks to let us through. But then the cranks immediately start fucking attacking this van because of course they are. Why would you trust a group of cranks? I do not know. So they gun it. They run two cranks into this wall. They back up. Cranks are flanking them everywhere. And they did something to the tires. It's not ever really told what they do. But no. whatever it is, they're stuck. They're fighting these cranks who are now breaking the glass. Brenda gives Thomas a gun to shoot them. And he shoots like four. Thomas's moral disengagement is getting higher and higher as the book moves on. Yeah. Lawrence somehow fixed the tires. They're off. They run over a few cranks on the way. But, you know, what is a ca- one casualty in a sea of a, a war? Yeah. And they get into this garage. It does not feel like the farthest you had to drive. Like, I think my drive to Laura's house 20 minutes away in Chicago is farther than what it's Yeah, they didn't have to drive very far at all. So it it, it was weird. It, a weird sequence. But they get into the little right arm office, which also, wouldn't it make sense to, I don't know, put the office in the same building as like the room of hostages? So that way just everything's more contained. So you don't have to, you know, go drive across a fucking 20 minute drive to, to go see people that when there's cranks around that seems so stupid they've got some right arm soldiers got their like guns trained on them and they're like we want we want to know why these people are here uh they want brenda and thomas to explain what they're up to there and 
Thomas is like, well, we thought you guys weren't like wicked. So like, why are you locking up immunities? And they're like, oh yeah, you're that guy. Okay. We'll go take you to the boss. Got yeah. it. And then they introduce a guy named Vince, who's the boss. Like we're not really given much about Vince's character other than that he's the leader of the right arm. Um, yep. We do learn that he he probably has the flair and it's just like kind of not uh, hitting him as hard yet. Uh, but Galley's also there hanging. They found him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Galley's somehow like the second in command of this uh, organization now. And their whole idea is they're going to use immunities to infiltrate Wicked and they're going to get revenge because there's no cure and we don't want to do it the Wicked way. The guy is like, there's only a hundred people in right arm. Like it's a pretty small, it's like a nonprofit. It's a small yeah. organization. And Vince also is like, I probably have the flair because I'm not immune. Galley says, though, that they do have someone who can render the right arms weapons useless. They can, or not the right arms, the Wicked's weapons useless. So they're going to disable Wicked's weapons and fight hand-to-hand combat in our little showdown hoedown. Oh, the hoedown throwdown, like in Hannah Montana. Oh, a hoedown throwdown. That's what it is. So <laughs> that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a hand-to-hand combat at the end of this book that we are anticipating. Yeah. Um, but there, uh, since Thomas is with the right arm now, he's forgotten about his friends that are taken hostage. He's like, cool, I'll help you. Tell me what I need to do. And they're going to train Thomas on this little device that will disable Wicked's weapons. And they're going to essentially use Thomas's bait so he can get into Wicked, put this disable thing inside the headquarters. And then that's when the right arm's going to come infiltrate and start their hand to hand hoedown throwdown. Yes. I do love, I will say, that we learn in the establishment of the right arm. I mean, yes, it is a revenge thing, but they were mostly mad at Wicked um, for letting the cities crumble while trying to pour all of their resources into figuring out the cure. When it's like you poured your resources into other parts of, like, fortifying the city, better um, social service programs, which I respect a lot. I'm like, exactly. That is, that is completely right. Yeah. So anyways, they have this whole plan, which is letting Thomas turn himself in that Laura said, they're going to have him plant the device. They're going to fly and drop him off. Yeah. They, so they do that. They take him a little burg. They fly him a few miles away. Um, I believe they're in like North Carolina. Is that what they said? Modern day? Maybe I learned that in the next book. They're in like modern day North Carolina. North Carolina is... I think later. I don't know where they're going for that. I think it's in the prequel that I started reading. So let's pretend I didn't say that. Anyway, they drop Thomas off. Before they drop him off, though, Brenda has a moment where she kisses his cheek and says, I know they sent me into the scorch to be your friend, but I actually became your friend. And it's like, once again, Brenda is saying suspicious shit. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I agree. I think Brenda is like trying to make thomas believe here but thomas art like doesn't disbelieve her so now she's just trying way too hard yeah but anyway they drop him off uh after brenda says her her little goodbye and he does like a really nice hike through nature to get to the headquarters and ratman welcomes him when he arrives oh wait but before he gets there oh my god how did i leave this out it's okay so they're they're getting ready to go to the helicopter and of course to get there they have to drive the car again so yeah. they're driving the car again and they're on the highway and they see these three cars driving in circles. They're going crazy. And it's, it's all just like Mad Max Fury Road. Exactly. I kind of viewed it as that. Yeah, same. So all of the cranks are on the highway and within this group of cranks, Thomas spots Newt and he's like, let me go talk to my friend. So the car that Lawrence is driving, he's like, fine, I'll pull off and I'll I'll let you check on your friend. But Thomas grabs the gun from Lawrence before he goes to talk to Newt. So Thomas Yikes. is like, are you okay? And Newt's like, it's like an itch in my brain that I can't turn off. And he's still upset about the note, as he should be. Yeah, so not killing him. Newt starts like screaming at Thomas for like, I asked you to do one thing for me as my friend and you couldn't even do that. You're the reason we're in all this mess. You're such a fuck up, et cetera, et cetera. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but Thomas, in his his stress of, of Newt yelling at him, he does shoot Newt. He does. Yeah. Newt has like wrestled him to the ground and he shoots Newt, which is, 
you know. Meg, would you shoot me if I was going to lose my mind and I asked you to in a note? Yeah. Yeah. And I would do it sooner, honestly. I would have I would have done it sooner. I mean, Good. I would, that's the I right would, answer. Would you shoot me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And I would have done it way sooner. Yeah. I would because it's like I don't think that there's ever going to be a cure. If you know, I probably would. Happened, I probably would have closed my eyes while I shot you, but I would have shot you. Yeah, I would have shot you too because I would have been really mad if you didn't do it to me. So in if I was in that position, I would be like, I think Laura would also. Yeah, I think Newt is really valid to be like, dude, what the fuck? Like you should have done it. So he shoots Newt. Newt is dead. They go to the helicopter. Thomas somehow sleeps after this. And then they get there. They drop him off. Um, He treks across. He goes to headquarters. He finds Ratman. He's so excited to be back. Yeah. Wow, Thomas. Welcome back. We're so excited. Yeah. And he's like, great. I'm so glad you're here. Let me explain what's going on. And Thomas is like, let me use the bathroom, dear Ratman. And Ratman's like, but of course, dear sir, the bathroom is this way. Um, so Thomas goes and hides this little tracker device in a cupboard in the bathroom, um, without a hitch. Nobody, nobody tries to stop him or anything. So that works well. Um, and then Ratman takes him into the room of doctors who are going to explain to Thomas what the final part of this test is. Yep. And the final part of the test is they need his brain, just straight up his brain tissue. Uh, they need a procedure that he's not going to wake up from because the procedure is fatal. Yeah. Which is like, what? (laughs) Thomas is like, I need a minute. Um, But also, how am I going to survive until my friends come? Yeah. He writes some notes to his friends. He's trying to delay this process as long as possible. Yeah, he is textbook stalling right now. And for good reason, because they're literally like being like, you're not going to feel it. We're going to sedate you. It's going to be so nice and sweet. But like you're gonna die so like they're trying to like soften the blow but like there isn't a blow to soften here ratman comes back he's like we gotta start we gotta get going and so he's following him the friends land the alarms are going off ratman is like we gotta hurry so they jab him with something to sedate him they start running tests. Yeah. How horrible to be like, great. Uh, I know we said it wasn't going to hurt, but we're kind of going to rush. So you might feel a lot of pain during this because uh, if anything happens today, we are getting your brain regardless. Yikes. There's explosions happening. It's all darkness as he's sedated and he imagines a voice calling him. So he moves towards it. Yeah. He's um, dying, but he wakes up and there's a ban- manila folder with his name on it um yeah instead of like a little i love you note it's a little folder with instructions in it um and it's from chancellor page and there's a letter in there and there's a map in there and there's a plan for him in there which is like great because this book needed to end somehow um and the chancellor says here's the map of where uh our captives are here's the map of where your friends are grab everybody and get them to the safety zone that i've pinpointed on this map don't thank me later. Uh, I think we have everything that we need from this test. We've caused too much destruction already. Get go, 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 go. Like that's the the gist. So there's two routes. He follows one to the maze, the eventual maze. The wicked, wicked had hidden the immunes in the maze. So Thomas is like running through this tunnel, finds a ladder, throws the tunnel door open, is in the forest in between like the forest and wicked headquarters. There's like four buildings outside. Yeah, this entire sequence is like kind of confusing because Ratman finds him again during this, which is just like, wait, you just left him. Why are you like approaching him again? Ratman and Crony say they're going to have to do it the hard way to get his brain. So Ratman pulls out a knife and it's obvious at this point that Ratman has the flair a bit. Yeah. And he's like, I will finish this project. And... You know, they have a scuffle. Thomas gets the knife, just throws it at the crony's neck. Like, Thomas at this point, he's like, I, if I got to kill, I got to kill. Hey, page like 26, he said he had a thirst for revenge, and now he's finally acting on it. So he kills the guy, and there's no time. He's got to keep moving. He starts yeah. running away from Rat Boy. He sees a group of people. He's like, I'm Thomas. I'm on your side. And yeah, they- and the right arm's like... Cool. Um, we're just lining everything with explosives so we can take this place fully down. And Thomas is like, 
no, we have to rescue people. And they're like, eh, there's always casualties in war. So this is when Thomas is like, oh, so the sign I'm on is also like not great. However, in my opinion, he should kind of be like, let's get everyone and then explode everything. Because it's like, we can always delay the explosions. Why, why are we so afraid to kill Wicked, you know? Yeah, so he finds Vince and Galley and he's like, this isn't a great idea. And Vince is like, you're either with us or against us. And Thomas asks Galley, like, well, are you with me? And Galley's like, sure, I'll come to the maze with you. I'll come find you. Yeah. So they and- immediately run into Brenda, Mino, Jorge, Teresa, and Aris. Yeah, and Thomas is like, hey, everybody, look at the letter I got from the chancellor. And they're like, okay, we're up to speed and we agree with this plan. Um, So they run to the maze and there are all of the hundreds of missing people are there, including our favorite fry pan um, and the other missing glares. And they're like, there are so many people here that we need to evacuate. Let's split people into groups. So they start doing that. They take way too long because this is when the explosions start. And the walls of the maze are starting to fall. So they got to stop organizing. They got to start acting. They got to start. So they're running through this maze that essentially looks like (laughs) the bathrooms of an office now. There's no sky, no nothing anymore. Um, God, when the large portion of the wall fell to start them off running and just crushed people with blood squirting out, I was just like... I gotta see this in the movie. I'm very curious. Yeah, I really wonder where these movies go, TBH. I know. So there's stone crumbling and rocks falling, people stumbling everywhere. Thomas gets ahead of everyone and is bringing them to safety. safety. And finally, they reach the cliff where they've put two boards in place to get people safely across. And Sonia's like, Thomas, you gotta go down there. I'll sashay them over to you. (laughs) Teresa's down there. And Thomas goes down and he's like, shoot, because the griever pods are opening. And Teresa's like, don't worry, Thomas. Since I got my memories back, I know that there's a convenient off switch underneath the griever's blubber by its tail hole. Um, So now uh, Thomas has to go snatch this little switch on all these grievers as they're starting to wake up, which like. No matter which way I imagined it, was really, really funny to me because it just kind of felt like he was like reaching up their butt a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think it was supposed to be more actiony than that, and it, it just it just wasn't. No matter how I uh, how I envisioned it, yeah. uh, but he doesn't get to the last griever in time. This one is fully awake. No, Thomas doesn't manage to fist that guy's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so this griever is talking about roaming, you know, killing people as like you wake up from a coma and you're like, what what is the first thing I gotta do? I gotta kill people with my big glade axe hands. So the screaker stabs one guy in the chest and Thomas finds a pipe, which you know, I guess in the in the face of like seven axes won't do much. But yeah, but Teresa's like, screw you and your pipe, Thomas. I'm I'm gonna do this. And so Teresa just like tackles the griever and the griever just ends up like swallowing her whole um but thomas ends up killing it and getting her free this happens very very quickly yeah the griever is sucking her face off which i mean yeah the the griever was so mad it couldn't get a fist up its asshole it had to settle for the next best thing by swallowing a woman whole so thomas thomas (gasps) put his hand in that in that little hole Thomas said, let me get some whole action in here for you, buddy. <laughs> he, he did the Lord's work and stuck his fist up that, that Griever's booty hole. Oh, yes, he does. They somehow get about like 200 people out of the maze. And Brenda is like, time for me to shine. So she's going right. She's going left. She's like, we got to climb up like five stairs. So they're climbing up the stairs with these 200 people. They make it to this maintenance room with a door at the end of it, which is supposed to be the flat trans to freedom. Yeah, yeah. And so before they start just running here, which like, in my opinion, they should just go. They're like, everybody, let's pause. One of us is going to go test it out. And then we're going to really, really going to consider. And it's like, time is ticking. Explosions are going off. They do find out that this flat trans does leave to just like a safety valley um like a a pleasant world for them um so they start kind of ushering people through but Ratman and more of his little cronies show up and they're gonna stop them oh yeah they are so there's like they assign 
like a person to fight one crony. And so they're like, go, go, go. You guys got to go through the flat trance. As the laters pair off one more time, Thomas takes on Rat Boy. And they get get in an even match and it's like neck and neck until Thomas somehow gets him on his back. And it's just like squeezing the life out of his throat just till the death. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas kills Ratman finally. He's dead. Yeah, he does like an overkill. Yeah, yeah. Literally, somebody has to stop him because Thomas is going too sicko mode on this guy's ass. Um, But then uh, they're like, okay, cool. They're all dead. Let's all go through the flat trans. But things aren't easy still. The walls are falling from these explosions. Teresa ends up pushing Thomas out of the way of a falling wall and getting crushed in the process like inches from safety and they don't even really mourn it they're just like dang yeah Teresa did that I know she's dying and she's like I only ever cared for it because she dies I love a good mad lib I love exiting a riddle yeah Um, looking for a noun (laughs) keep going so he reaches the door of the maintenance room to go through the flat trance with Mino and Brenda and he comes out on the other side of paradise yeah. It's sunny, green, there's the ocean out here. Yeah, Brenda turns the flat trans off so nobody else can come through. And then the barn that the flat trans is held in um, ends up burning to the ground because of the explosions. Um, and then they're kind of like, yay, we did it. Um, and then him and Brenda talk for a little bit about how this is a whole new beginning. And then uh, that book really ends and we have a little epilogue. <laughs> yeah, Brenda says a, a very sus, there's 200 immune here. That'll be a good start, which we are. Yeah. Um, and on the epilogue, it ends with another email from our good Lord Ava Page saying they failed, but in ways they've succeeded. They finally got a lot of their community to a safe place. Um, yeah. She also says releasing the flare as a means of population control was a mistake. You yep. think? Yeah, I couldn't have thought about this, I don't know, before we released the flare. Um, but she says that this uh, new group of 200 people is going to be um, for a new civilization. And that is essentially where the book ends. Yep. And, you know, I guess we'll never know if they lived happily ever after. But it kind of seems like they do. It kind of seems like they do. Kind of sets it up for uh, happily ever after when you think about it. So in our new civilization, we were thinking the most fitting top five would be top five things we hope that they do in this new civilization. What is it going to be? It could be. Meg, you got to start with number five. Number five, I'm really hoping that a lot of people get married and they have a great time. And more specifically, the whole community learns the Cupid Shuffle. And more specifically, I hope they have a designated time that they do the Cupid Shuffle every single day. Like the 3 p.m. Cupid Shuffle. Like in DreamWorks Trolls, where they have to hug every half hour. Maggie, I've never seen Trolls. God damn it. Okay. I'll get you or my girlfriend to like it. Whatever. Uh, I don't, I mean, it's not that I just like it. I just haven't seen it. It's okay. 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 We'll get, we'll talk about this. Um, number four is we think, you know, you know, a nice little like farm paradise is great, but we got to level this up a little bit. We got to get a transit system because how are you going to go from place to place? I know. Hey, good busing, good jobs. And we need to make sure that there's no um, poverty or class disparity in this new civilization. Which brings us to honestly, number three, we need some good city planning. You're thinking, oh, you mean like a park or like, like a good resource center? No, 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 no. no. We need a Denny's to be built first. And then we need an amusement park surrounding it. Yeah, yeah. Or you put the Denny's outside the amusement park. So that way it's like you start your morning. You're like, great, 5 a.m. We're getting our Denny's. We're going to the amusement park. Or when you're leaving the amusement park, you're like, we got to go get ourselves a dinner at Denny's. Yeah. It's a win-win. Win-fucking-win. Win-win. Um, Number two, we, we're really hoping that everybody can finally lose their virginity. The, the time for life and death is over. It is now time to fall in love and get horny with it, Um, which would bring us to number one which is prom night what other place are you going to lose your virginity i'm kind of hoping thomas doesn't lose his to brenda because it would be like an aaron taylor johnson situation like i feel like brenda is like at least in her 20s or 30s i don't think she's supposed to be i think she's supposed to be their age but it's also never told how old she is he reads like she's in her 20s and you know what i kind of feel like their relationship is the one that tiktok would pick apart like i feel like it's kind of like a rumor situation but yeah yikes i know 
Um, yeah, and that's our top five, which brings us to our, our final canceled character of the original trilogy. Maggie, who's your canceled character? Of the whole trilogy? Oh, no, of this book in the trilogy. Okay, you know what? My gut is kind of telling me Brenda, just because I feel like she was withholding a lot of information. I mean, you know, there's obvious choices like Ratman I could pick. Yeah. She kept withholding information, and I never figured it out at the end, which made me want a book after this, because I was like, I feel like she's hiding something. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to concede to you, because I just put down uh, the cranks in general, because they were being really mean to Lawrence's van. Um, And I feel like Lawrence probably paid a lot for that van. So I'm going to concede. I agree. I think Brenda... Brenda wasn't fleshed out enough to make us really, really trust or like her. Um, So the fact that she kind of gets off scar-free in this, I dislike. Yeah. And something we do like is if you follow us online at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura on Instagram. Um, We also love it if you follow us on TikTok and Twitter at YahWeReddit. Yep. And then we are also, hey, if you want to send us an email, we get those sometimes at MeggieAndLauraPresent at gmail.com. We love an email. We love an email. We will be doing the kill order and fever code next. And we're going to have a few friends on to discuss these with us. So yeah, we're extending the love of YA to our friends who love YA and are going to come talk about these books with us. Uh, Maggie and I have both started the kill order and I'm interested to talk about it because it is definitely a turn from what this series is. Um, But Mm -hmm. We'll see you all next Wednesday for that. And make sure you give us five stars and rate and review us. That would be nice too. Be great. Okay, that's that's it for the episode. We did it, Maggie. Bye-bye. Bye.